Yo, what's going on? It's your boy, Big Wavy Roy Johnson here. Hello everyone, this is the interview queen, Alicia Too. This is the infamous Cameron Solis. This is the professional Nathan Cruz. This is Veggie. This is the Callahan Death Machine in the draw and the face of Impact Wrestling. The one and only shot with Thunder Willie Mac. This is Shreddy Break, aka Mr. Clangin' and Bangin'. And you're listening to. You are listening to. You are listening to. Broken but glorious. Broken but glorious. Broken but glorious. Hey, yeah. Hello, and welcome to another edition of Broken but Glorious Wrestling Podcast. Uh, I'm your host for this week, Nick Davey, and I'm joined by the Playboy Prince of Wrestling Podcast, Lance Rivera. Hello. How are you doing this evening? I'm not too bad, how are you? I'm very well, thanks. Um, so yeah, no Chris Lapham of us this week. Uh, it's his birthday, so no sign of him this week, I'm afraid. So he's probably absolutely uh, battered somewhere in the Wirral. Um, hopefully, um, hopefully yeah, he's in the listen- Exactly, yeah. <laughs> I hope he's listening to this podcast really hungover. Maybe going into, I don't, I don't know what you, what, you, what you like to do when you're hungover, but it's just a bacon sarnie and a cup of tea for me. Um, I don't move. I just <laughs> I wake up and I think, oh, this was a mistake. How old are you, Twibs? I'm trying to think when I first. Twenty one. Twenty one. Yeah, I'm trying to think when I really got into. Hang- I still, I, I'm really hot and cold. I literally don't get hangovers at all. I, I wake up feeling a bit groggy. Go to the toilet and I'm like, oh, okay, I'm alright. I feel alright now. Just have a glass of water and I feel okay. Or I will literally feel like crap for like the next two days and usually I feel worse on like the day after so if I drink on the Saturday if I wake up Monday morning for work I feel even worse just feel so groggy out of energy just yeah ugh. you just feel ruined don't you exactly like you just literally ran a marathon or something even though you, you don't just have 10 points or something but um but yeah no, I hope you have a good birthday Chris and I hope you you enjoy listening along with our listeners hope you enjoy uh the podcast uh this evening um, but yeah, we're gonna, it's just gonna be a, um, uh, we're gonna be doing an, uh, the all out review there from this weekend. Um, I mean, we just had the little minor chat off air before we came on. Uh, a bit of a difference in opinion, I think. Well, I think the overall consensus was it was a good show. Don't get me wrong. But my negative view was, I think as AEW have set the bar so high, it wasn't their best one. I think like chatting to a mate, I mean, it was quite an awkward chat with a mate of football over the weekend because he had seen the show. I hadn't, so he didn't want to spoil it for me. But I could tell he really was basically begging me, don't pay 20 quid for it. Thankfully, I didn't. Um, as I say, it was a good show. Don't get me wrong. I'm not going to start bad-mouthing it or anything like that and saying this was rubbish. But I think as AEW have set the bar so high on every page, it's almost like takeovers, I think, is the way to compare. I mean, well, sometimes you have, obviously, a rubbish WD paper show, you almost expect, like, backlash this year, horrendous, but we kind of knew there was no expectations going into it. With NXT takeovers, they always seem to deliver, and it's a disappointment. I think it's kind of got that way of AEW shows now, there's such a high bar that the expectations are almost ridiculously high that you just expect to, for a wow's moment. So, yeah, what were your overall thoughts of the show, mate? I, I just thought, I thought it was, a good show. I didn't think there was anything much to complain about. Just thought it was very solid. There was nothing spectacular though, which we just come to expect. But I, overall, I thought it was uh, I thought it was fine. Yeah. No, I'd say looking forward to um, to discussing it uh, on on tonight's show. Um, so I mean, I mean, I, I don't. I will take it from the top uh, again. I know we always joke about it, but the pre-show. Um, I didn't watch it. Did you watch any of the pre-shows? I say I. 
when he called I, up on the Sunday. No, I didn't. I didn't watch the pre-show either. I won't lie to you. Yeah, in first, I heard both matches were very good and very watchable. So if you do have a spare twenty minutes, oh, I don't know how both matches were. I think they're about ten minutes apiece. So if you do have a spare twenty minutes, they'll apparently they are both worth going back and watching if you've got a bit of time. Um, so I think it was yeah, Joey Janela beat um, Sir Pentaco and um, the Private Party beat Dark Order. And apparently that match was very good, the Private Party Dark Order match. So, um, as I say, didn't watch them, but certainly apparently they are worth recommend. They are certainly worth a watch there if you do get a spare 20 minutes or so to go back and, and watch them. Um, in terms of main show, uh, opening match, we had a tooth and nail match. Um, it's set in a, oh, uh, in the dentist, uh, in, in the dentist, in Britt in Brit Baker's dentist. Uh, I mean, I don't know about you. Um, are you scared of going to the dentist at all? I'm not scared, but I don't enjoy it. <laughs> it's literally something I've got massive phobia. When I, when I was younger, I had um, two teeth taken out when I was in year 10 and Ooh. literally yanked out. I wasn't like sedated or anything. And it was, don't get me wrong, the lady did it was absolutely lovely, but. I can't, and the pain I had in my teeth, like, in the build-up was toothache, just really scares the death out of me, and I think there's the whole, it just, yeah, the dentist just makes me a bit uneasy. I still, I still remember um, getting a filling done about a year and a half ago, maybe two years ago now, and um, I wrestled like a week later, <laughs> and it got knocked loose, and then I went and watched SummerSlam that night, and I bit into... Some nerds, you know, the sweets, the hard ones. Oof. Bit into it and I just felt it fall out in my mouth. Oh. Just fell out in my mouth while in the middle of uh, watching SummerSlam at my mate's house. What SummerSlam? Uh, it was the one with Dolph Ziggler versus Seth Rollins, so I think it was 2018. So it was oh, two okay. years ago. And it was like part way through the show and I just heard this massive crunch <laughs> and I was like, what was that? That does not sound healthy. I put my hand in my mouth and I pulled out this filling. And everyone just turned around and was like, Get out. Alright. And I was like, No, no. My filling's got come out completely. What sweet did you say that was on? What sweet did you say you chewed on? I put put a nerds on a Oreo donut. And I bit into it and it just just fell out. And I was like, Oh no. So I had, to, I had to go back to the dentist the next day and he had to fix so it. So it's right for making it even more sugary and unhealthy, that donut. Hey, I, I think it just got knocked loose while I was wrestling <laughs> and it was going to happen, whatever I ate. Yeah, exactly. No, oh, well, yeah, well, nice little talk about the dentist there. But um, yeah, that's just, uh, it was, I think with this match, I enjoyed it, but I think it should not have opened a show. I've said this countless of times on any pay-per-view review we do. I think an opening match to the show needs to be an energetic, uh, a high-paced opening match. I know it's obviously, again, it's not a normal circumstance. I know there was a bit of crowd in there, which was great, but it's not a normal kind of pay-per-view where, but I still think that you need to kind of make it almost feel normal. So I, I just think I've got in the habit of, I do love an opening match from any pay-per-view, any big show. It has to be a high energetic opening match. So yeah. I just think that, Either the young, the, the even the match that we had after should have probably opened the show, or even pretty much any of the others. But I, I do think maybe the um, even if they had done even the, the match on the pre-show, that private party match, um, they could have just done that. But I, I was opening the show. But um, I just think that these sort of gimmick matches that are fun and fun and funny, 
I just don't think it was the right one to open the show. You always just I always feel like you need a match that sets the the rules kind of thing to open. Mm-hmm. So like an, just a normal match, just to get you settled. Just an exciting normal first match, just to get you settled. And like if anyone new's watching, they can understand what's going on. Yeah. Because like if you if this was your first time watching AEW and you put it on and it was, uh, Big Swole and Britt Baker scrapping with a rebel in there in the middle of a dentist office, you'd be a bit like, hold on, this isn't this isn't what I came to expect. <laughs> Absolutely, no, it was. Because even if you've been watching WWE and this is the first time you watched AEW, so you knew the rules of wrestling and everything, you open it up and you're like, these two are scrapping in a dentist office. <laughs> <laughs> what what <laughs> exactly that's why I remember in these weird times and everything with uh, doing obviously all these gimmick like weird gimmick matches but I just think yeah it was fine and don't get me wrong it was probably the correct gimmick as well I, I, I liked that and I, I liked everything about it but I just would not have opened the show with it um, and yeah. as I say again I think this kind of falls into overall consensus it was it was a it was fine match again but just the I think there's a, uh, my critique was it, it should it should have um, it certainly should have opened it shouldn't have opened the show big pardon um, the big soul the big soul with the win um, I don't have any complaints yet because I really have um, I really have enjoyed the um, the feud um, I think I, I don't have any complaints I know Britt Baker's not probably fully fit as well so she can even go down that route of keep the feud going um, but yeah I, I, I'm happy with her win but yeah I just hope the feud doesn't come to an end. Yeah, no, you can definitely continue it on and then look forward to maybe having one of them in the women's title scene at some point. 100%. Um, but yeah, that was, um, so that was the opening to the show. Um, up next was the Young Bucks versus Jurassic Express. So, uh, Jungle Boy Luchasaurus. Um, I love this, mate. I actually potentially, in terms of an actual wrestling match, this was actually probably my match of the night. Um, again, whether it's my tag team bias coming into play or uh, how much I do love both tag teams, but I really enjoyed this match and, um, and one of my favourite spots of this year. I just love the Jackson boot on a one-legged Marco stunt from the outside. I know I shouldn't be laughing at it and I should be like, you absolute dickhead, but I was, I loved it. I just loved it that made, spot. It made me laugh as well. <laughs> the fact that he could, uh, he backflipped as well on one foot. I was, it's like, properly impressed i was like oh do you know what fair mate play mate fair play full backflip on one foot and a cast and you're like oh all right (laughs) i can't question you anymore um i I think um do you think um maybe with this like with the young backs like i'm starting to get on board with them as a potential heel turn young bucks i think it's looking that way and i think um i think it's looking that way for kenny omega as well definitely um also i will touch on that a little bit later on as well with the yeah. whole elite and everything but um but yeah dress dresses express as well um i've said it on countless times i think jungle boy is one of the most uh one of the most improved wrestlers so my match of the night at the last um uh all at uh, aw show was jungle boy versus um mjf i love that match at, that was a great match i really enjoyed that i think he's one of the best breakout stars of this year i think in aew and i I really hope they can, because um, I know there's been potential minor talk. I know it was this was a few months ago. I think it might have been before even when we weren't even in lockdown. Um, there was talk of potentially bringing a belt where it's a stable belt, where like it's a, a yeah, really. Um, uh, I, I, I would love, 
I'd love the the the, the Lutrix, uh, the Jurassic Express, sorry, to be the uh, the first holders of that that ever happened. Um, it's great fun. Like, they just don't have rubbish patches. They're always just so enjoyable. Yeah, I, I think it's it helps well how lovable Luchasaurus is as well. Yeah, I just love the whole way that like, you've got obviously Luchasaurus as the, the the giant. You've got Jungle Boy as like the talented uh, wrestler, and you just got Marcus Dunn who's so little. I, I just love the um, I just love the stables so much. I still and, love um, the uh, the name that uh, people tried to give them originally, a boy and his dinosaur. <laughs> and that's how I always see them, even though they're called the Jurassic Express. I always think. Oh yeah, it's the boy and the dinosaur. Uh, I know. It's um, where do you see sort of both? I know obviously it's probably more. I know the the unbucks. We know we kind of obviously got angles. We'll probably get with them a little bit later on in the show. But yeah, I mean with Jurassic, Jurassic Express, there's so many great uh, obviously teams. I'd I'd like to see a Jurassic Express. I know they've kind of had it before, but I don't think we've gone all out in it. I'd like to see a Jurassic Express like in a circle kind of feud I really think there's still money to be made Jericho is fantastic obviously putting these superstars over I'd love to see go back in with a Jericho and a Jungle Boy kind of like rivalry given they had, they had like a bit of a bit on dynamite I remember how great the match was so I'd like to maybe see them revisit that that could be good and then have um, Jungle Boy and Marcus Hunt feud with someone in the tag division definitely sorry it's yeah Luchasaurus Luchasaurus yeah. yeah yeah there's definitely legs for it. If you have Marco Stunt and Luchasaurus against uh, Santana and Ortiz. Definitely. There's, I think last time I did really enjoy it because I know they've had, as I said, they had a bit on Dynamite in the past and, uh, but I would like to see them go sort of proper in, into the feud. Um, and yeah, I mean, there's just so many ways you can go with these guys and um, like I say, Jungle Boy that I mean, there's no need to rush Jungle Boy as well. He's still very young but I think, yeah, Sky is the limit for him and he's, he's going to be, I think him the, the good thing of AW, there's a lot of good ones. Him, Sammy Guevara, MJF, they, they're in they're in very good hands um, in terms of the young talent they've got in AEW. Yeah, def- definitely. Um, up next was the 21-man Casino Battle Royal, with obviously the winner receiving a future AEW World Championship match. I, I think I may have touched this on the show last um, week, but I do one thing I do love about AEW, I, I've definitely before on the show as well, just the fact that Okay, they've got all these guys. They might not know what to do with like some of the talent that's not getting used for a pay per view. At least if you're going to put them in a match, at least have an opportunity. Like, at least have something worth on the line for sort of thing. Don't just have them like, oh, the winner picks up like a, a stupid trophy. At least have like an actual purpose that they want to win the match and potentially build into another feud. I just love simply the fact that it's a number one contenders match. It really can be that just simple, um, which is something that always just annoys me about WWE. The fact that they don't. Uh, that they just make matches where there's just no point in wanting to watch. Um, yeah, like the Andre the Giant yeah. battle royal. Like they could have made that into something really good and something really important, exactly. but like, the winner just gets a trophy that seems to get destroyed every year. Exactly, yeah. I was just thinking the winner gets to main event the Raw after Mania or something like because that's quite a big occasion. You still got all the Mania crowd. Well, you know. There. Even if they could just keep the title, or the trophy for about six months before someone smashes it. <laughs> Even that, that's true. That's the um, most annoying thing about it. You win this massive trophy that you want to walk around with, or whatever, and about either the night after or two or three weeks later, somebody smashed it. <laughs> exactly. It's the same um, every year. The same every year, no, indeed. 
Absolutely. Uh, oh, it just goes missing after a while. Like, they just get, like, at the start, like, they're always, like, on Raw, they bring it out to the ring, and people do the pose of it. Then after, after about two months, like, oh, I'm bored of this now. Oh, the fuck trophy as well. It's such a nice it looking a trophy. trophy yeah. It is. I've got a lot of time for it. Um, well, the, um, yeah, so, um, I won't go through, obviously, the whole of the match, but, um, obviously, we start off as the clubs that came out. We had, um, Trent, uh, Chris Daniels, Jake Hager, The Blade, and Ray Phoenix were the first, um, fighters to enter. The Diamonds, we had Frankie Kazarian, Will Hobbs, uh, Chuck Taylor, Santana, Santana, and Ortiz. Um, the Hearts then was Billy Gunn, Penta, Penta L Zero, Ricky Starks, Brian Cage, and Darby Allen. And then the Spades was Sean Spears, Eddie Kingston, The Butcher, Sonny Kiss, um, Lance, Lance Archer. And then the Joker, the surprise pack, Matt Siddle. What do you think of Matt Siddle making his debut in AEW? I was I was really excited for Matt Sido, like making his debut, and, and then he just t- oh, that botch happened. <laughs> oh my my heart sank for him. I was gutted for him because I I was talking to Jack Sinclair the day after as well when we were at training, and I said to him, "Imagine making your debut and something like that happens. You'd be gutted, wouldn't you?" Exactly. No, I am. Um... I, I I was so gutted, and um, the thing is with him as well, I, I absolutely loved him in WWE. He's sort of one that I forget about, but I thought in WWE he was as Evan Bourne. He was he was excellent. He never got the push that he deserved. I mean, I still think of that like to, to all our fans, listeners out there who don't really follow the indies wrestling, and obviously to the ones who do sort of do hard die, die hard WWE fans, they will remember the the art the RKO on him from Randy Orton, which was one of my favourite ever RKOs. When he obviously went from the airborne into, um, he obviously into the uh, RKO, which was outstanding. But one of the most iconic moments in WWE history. Exactly. Yeah. Well, there's always obviously those raw moments where you have the spots like the Shawn Michaels, Shelton Benjamin, and um, Ching music. But this this RKO was, yeah, was also up there. It's so eleven years old now. That I think. It really is. Yeah. Like old. Yeah, I would have been yeah finishing school, starting college. So yeah. I'm better go and yeah, I'm better go and get drunk now because I feel depressed. But no, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, uh, great to see him in AEW. So I hope it's not just a one-off. I would like to see. I know, I know. Again, this falls under the criticism. I do sort of see it a lot on Twitter when when someone with WWE background does come into AEW. There's always the oh, no, WWE does this and they get criticised. But like. Or it's like, or AEW, they just turn into another TNA sort of thing. They've just signed all of WWE's cast off. I do get it in, in, in a way. I do get it to an extent. They need to be careful of how many they do get, and they need to find the correct wrestlers. I know when Jericho was on a podcast, he did say that that out of all of the wrestlers on the WWE roster, there's pretty only about it would, it would be in single if WWE bust tomorrow. Um, there'd only be about two to five members of the roster that AW probably take. Um, but I think they do need to be careful. I think this is a complete different. Uh, way that he obviously hasn't come from WWE, he's been on the Indies now for obviously for a while. Um, but yeah, I, I, I do hope that they do find a position for him on the roster because I, I think he'll be very handy, especially in the mid card, or even they can potentially make like almost like a high kind of flying division as well. I do, I do think on the topic of signing WWE talent though, if they are top talent, then you shouldn't worry about where they've been. If if they are good, then they're good, and that that's all that really matters. Well, also as well, like. 
again, like it's all about characters. Like, who cares? Like, like exactly. If they've been crap in WWE, they might be absolutely excellent. And you know, you don't, like we've seen it so many times. Like Drew, Drew McIntyre is obviously the prime example to use. Someone who was obviously appalling used in his last years in WWE leaves, becomes his absolute warrior, and then returns to the company. Sort of thing. Not saying that's what they should be using AEW as a stepping stone to go back to WWE. I'm not saying that at all, but it's a chance to build obviously stars that that fans can and also as well it also we forget as well whilst we do obviously mean we, we love both promotions but there's probably fans that do just watch WWE that may may go oh actually I really liked it Zach Ryder or someone who's in WWE oh, I'll just give AEW a little watch and before you know it they're hooked exactly so I think that's as well what people need to be aware of that AEW there will always be wanting some new fans and you do have to look at fan, fans from uh, to get your fan base from from all angles, really. So, but um, if you didn't sign anyone with WWE background as well, you'd you'd have such a thin roster. Yeah, and I think they'll be right. They will, and they, and they, will, they will they will still grab. They will, they will still recruit uh, wrestlers from around the world that haven't been WWE. That's never going to stop. Um, but yeah, I think it's always handy if they ever do. There is wrestlers that become available, then you do sign them up. It's even like in other sports when like. Like an NFL and other sports all around football. Football is obviously a good example of players get released. You don't just go, oh, actually they play for that club. I don't want to sign them. Well, I want to do that. If they think like that, then well, it's just it's just absolute daft, isn't it? Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like Jaden Sancho has gone to Dortmund from Manchester City. United mm-hmm. aren't looking at him going, oh, he played for City. We better not sign him then. Exactly. Or absolutely. when Tevez left United. Well, yeah. City like weren't going. No, I can't sign him. He played for United or whatever. Still appalling bit of business that. <laughs> oh mate, don't. Um, but the winner was Lance Sancho. Um, well, I think did I call it on the show last week? I want to say. I, th- I think we did. I think yeah. I did as well because I think they set it up quite well after um, him losing to Cody and kind of just building him up more going forward. I think it's kind he... of an obvious choice for it, in my opinion. Yeah, I think it was no. between him and Darby Allen for the win. I think that's what we went for. Yeah, that's what I said. Darby Allen just definitely mentioned. I think there was a few names, but I think, yeah, Archer and, and, um, I think we also said Brock Lesnar as a joke, but, um. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but no, that's Archer. That's Archer's favourite. Exactly, that's it. I'm, I'm really happy, happy with this. And as well, I, I, I do remember, I don't, obviously, you know, more, obviously, this will be from your, you're more of a New Japan fan than myself. Well, you're obviously a big New Japan pro wrestling fan. Apparently, they had an amazing match, Archer and uh, Moxley, at, um, uh, at the tournament last year, didn't they? The yeah, but I believe they did. Yeah, in the um, in the G1, I think that's it was. the G1. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they did have a, a good match there. And it, it, the good thing about this battle royal as well is that it isn't just going to be at the next pay per view or whatever. It's it's not you get a you get to main event full gear. It's you get a title shot in the future, so it, they have time to build it. Exactly. Yeah, they, they can build it to an a dynamite show. And what have you, but um, and also as well, I just love it. It just gives it gives Jake Snake um more screen time because I I just love Jake the Snake. Uh, I do love the fact that Eddie Kingston was spooked out by the snake. <laughs> I loved it. I was trying to throw the bag at him, <laughs> um, and I think it, I think it'll be good as well because it from remembering when Jake was on the classic Raw, Dean uh, or John Moxley even liked uh, working with him. As we all remember, the massive grin he had on his face when that snake was put on him. <laughs> exactly. 
Uh, yeah, no, great shout. Yeah, a really good shout. I think, um, I, I think this feud would be great. I've, I've seen a lot of, uh, again, this is obviously, again, people are just seeing stuff on Twitter. This is not my personal opinion, but lots of, uh, tweets obviously saying, well, that's a fair feud for Moxley sorted out to go and win. Um, and I think, well, we used to say that Archer won't win. I mean, he's obviously been on a rampage since he's got there. I know he lost to Cody, um, Obviously, for the title back at, uh, well, at uh, Double or Nothing. But obviously, times change. We've seen Brody Lee now as an unstoppable monster. He lost to, um, he lost to Moxley, obviously, at Double or Nothing. So it can happen. And, um, I, 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 so I would not rule it out at all. Um, there, um, with, um, I would certainly not rule it out one bit with, um, with, uh, Archer potentially winning the gold, uh, when they do meet. And then um, it's, it's a great chance to build, obviously, the promo. One thing I did love as well, I did like um, Taz on commentary for us when obviously his guys were out and then he was like, it's sort of like me when you're like, I don't know, when you're, um, you know, when, when your team goes out, like, well, in, in England, go out of the World Cup, I do like Taz going, huh, oh, well, I guess I want the, I guess I want Butch to win, I guess now, or the Blade or whatever, which one was left in. <laughs> it just, uh, that made me laugh a little bit. I liked how he was cheering for Eddie Kingston and was like, <laughs> he's from New York, so yeah, that'll do. <laughs> But no, it was um again. I, I really do like the. I'm a big fan of the Casino Battle Royals personally. Um, and I just think they're, they're a little bit different, obviously, to what other promotions do. And um, I just like the way they sell a simple purpose that someone gets a title opportunity, and um, and it puts over. I think also as well, um, there was that guy I've not really heard of, but I know he's performed very well on um on, on AW Dark apparently when Will uh, Will Hobbs, and apparently yeah, he was. Yeah, well, yeah. no, apparently, I don't want to say apparently, but he was really good. Uh, so I didn't know, too, I didn't know too much about him, but I know he has performed well from what I hear. He's performed well on AEW Dark. But yeah, he was another wrestler that's come out of this looking good. And I think that's the good thing. I think that's the very good thing about these shows that they do, um, they do give the opportunities for talent that don't get sort of seen much on AEW TV to kind of perform. Yeah, no, I'm, I was thinking this because I haven't seen much of him either. And I thought he, uh, he had a great look and he, um, he performed really well in the Battle Royal. Exactly. No, absolutely. Um, well, that was it. And so we've got um, Archer versus... We've got, obviously got Archer, as I have kind of spoiled the main event. Uh, but we've got uh, Lance Archer to look forward to in, a, uh, in his future AW World Championship match. Ladies and gentlemen, this the butterfly of British wrestler MJ Max. And you're listening to Broken But Glorious Wrestling Podcast. Up next is a match I don't really feel comfortable discussing in great detail, but it was um, Matt Hardy versus Sammy Kavara in a Broken Rules match. Um, obviously, if Hardy lost, he would have had to leave AEW. God. Uh, yeah. A bit of a scary was, one, wasn't it? It was, wasn't it? I mean, we we'll, it, it sparked a chat in a chat, I mean, the next day going, why aren't the Hardys dead yet? <laughs> like, like, I mean, like they're in the like, antiques or even they're outside of the antiques. Uh, but uh, no, I mean, yeah, why, I don't know why, why the match. I mean, there's so many questions after this of why the match was allowed to continue. First of all, I think the update, apparently Hardy is doing OK. Uh, apparently he's, he's conscious, he is round now and he's he's doing OK. I, 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 I don't know whether he's been released from hospital yet. but Apparently he hasn't he, got a concussion either. Hasn't got a concussion, which is, I'm hearing is good. I believe so, he is out of. He had, I believe he just went to get checked at the hospital. I don't believe there was anything. Uh, oh, no, 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 fantastic. Well, all good news then in that in that regard. That 
I mean, lots of questions. I mean, I don't know what, obviously, who's, who agreed the match to continue or what have you, or if it was down to, if they're going to, if, if it's down from Tony Khan downwards or who, who actually makes the decision, whether it's AEW doctors or what have you, but yeah. What, what I believe thoughts? it, um, from what I've seen, it was on Matt Hardy that he wanted to continue. Uh, I get that, but like, the way I look at it is, the way I look at it though, like, is if, for instance, if you do, like in football, like, for instance, if someone goes down, or even like, in any way of life, like, even like, I don't know, like, in any way of life, like, you sort of might trip over or something, you're like, yeah, I'm absolutely fine, I want to, so you don't want to make a meal out of it, but, yeah. there needs to be someone that says, no, you're sorry, you're not, you know, we're not taking this chance, and he's like, well, it's like, this football thing now, isn't it, with the doctors, that it's not up to the player or manager, it's up to the doctor that decides whether, uh, whether they're, they're allowed to stay on the pitch. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, so it's all well and good, Matt Hardy, certainly I feel fine, but if anything, that worries me even more that they're like, oh, okay, cool, you'll be fine, we're happy to continue sort of thing. No matter, you've just been busted, and no matter, you might just be concussed, but yeah, you, you carry on, mate, it's fine. Um, but yeah, stupidly carried on, and um, yeah, I can really enjoy the rest of the match, if I'm honest, just because of how, how brutal, obviously, the spot was, and just how uncomfortable I felt about it continuing. Um, but well, it didn't go on much longer after that. No, well, did it? Luckily, it didn't. I mean, luckily, obviously, that was pretty worth to end it now, sort of thing. But at least, yeah, at least, obviously, Harvey Hardy is all right. He obviously did win. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't know where where Hardy goes from here. But I, I'd, I'd like to see him maybe continue working with kind of uh, the Pirate Party. I mean, giving them the push, giving them sort of tag tag team vines. He could kind of be their mentor. Um, I would also maybe like to see kind of Hardy maybe getting a lot of his broken gimmick. Getting in a feud with um, the Dark Order, with uh, obviously with Harv, uh, with Brody Lee, sorry, um, I think that might be quite cool. Yeah, I, th- I think that could be quite interesting, especially when it's two dark gimmicks against each other. I think it, they kind of would mesh well. Definitely, um, absolutely. Um, then after we had the women's championship match um, with Hikaru uh, Shida beating Thunder Rosa. Um, See, this is where my, I mentioned a bit earlier in the show, it might be not fair about the commentary. I don't think the commentary team did this match justice at all. I mean, this is obviously, this is me watching it on a Sunday kind of evening. So, I mean, Sunday evening, obviously, you're kind of a bit, like, lagged out from the weekend. You're, you're kind of on your phone. This is just me anyway. I can't talk for everyone who's obviously watching it, but this is me. My Sunday evening was me watching, um, watching Dynamite. A little bit knackered. Going from my phone, trying to kind of, kind of stay awake almost, but, when I'm hearing the commentators don't sound interested in the match, it hardly makes you kind of sound interested, but you need to have the commentators. And, and there was a lot of good spots in this, but I don't think the commentary team did this match justice at all from a personal point of view. Yeah, I, I did think this as well. I thought that they could have, uh, could have done better throughout this match. I really enjoyed this match, though. I thought it was, um, I thought it was great. 100%. And, um, I think, I know obviously AEW gets criticised not pushing its women's division enough, but yeah, I think a 17 minute match, it was a very great, as I say, very good match. And if, I think you've had the comment, I'm not, I'm not, I know it sounds like a cheesy thing to blame that for me not getting involved into the match, but I think had the commentators, uh, given that a bit more buzz, had there been a live audience, I think this would have been pushing for match of the night, if not, if not already. I mean, some, some fans may have already considered this match of the night. Um, obviously we all have different opinions. My, mine was personally the, um, the, the, John, uh, the, the match I mentioned earlier, the Young Bucks versus the Jurassic, the Jurassic Express. But, um, but no, really enjoyable. Um, where do you see Shida feuding with, or who do you see, who do you see Shida feuding with in the future? 
Uh, I, I definitely think she could. Um, they could keep this one going for a bit longer if they want to um, have a NWA kind of partnership. I think they could continue on with this because it was such an interesting feud going into it, mm. and I think they worked really well together. So if they wanted to, I definitely could see them continuing on with it, and maybe having a case of, well, I've put my title on the line. Now it's your turn to put your title on the line and have um, have a wrestle for the NWA title. Yeah, that'd be very, very good. No, I would have a lot of time for that. Um, and then maybe no. culminating in a title for title situation. Yeah, definitely. No, I, I, yeah, you have uh, obviously certainly sold that to me there. It will be <laughs> interesting where they. It will be interesting where they do go from this. But um, I um, I, I, I still would just love to. I, I know she lost. I, I just think Britt Baker's just. I think I still think of her as the go-to that of the AEW division. I'm just such a big. That's my bias talking. Uh, big salt swallow. I think she does deserve an opportunity as well. But I am really intrigued to see where they do take the uh, the women's division from here. Coming out of sort of two two very good matches on the on the um, card. Obviously, good matches in different senses. I think it's fair to say. But I think yeah, exciting times ahead for the AEW, the AEW women's division, in my opinion. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so after this we had um, the eight-man tag match. Um, so it was um, obviously um, Matt Cardona, Scorpio Sky, uh, the Natural Nightmares of Dustin Rhodes and QT Marshall, uh, beating the Dark Order of um, obviously of Brody Lee, Colt Cabana, Colt Cabana, Evil Uno, and Stu Grayson. Um, did not expect the outcome of this. So I did not expect um, uh, obviously the uh, well. The, uh, well, I suppose the Natural Nightmare, the Natural Nightmare family, but I know Scorpio Sky and Cardona are part of it. But um, no, a bit of an upset, I thought. Uh, and I, yeah. I wasn't too happy, uh, given how brilliant I love that Dynamite a few weeks ago, where obviously the Dark Order just destroyed everyone, obviously just absolutely killed Cody. I just think now they've got a chance to really build the Dark Order, make them into this unstoppable stable, and they've lost. And it's just, yeah. It, it, it did disappoint me after matches. It was a decent enough match. Don't I think this is where I think kind of this sums up kind of the whole of the um, almost like the whole of my view of the whole show. I think it was good match. Don't get me wrong, but after I just feel a bit meh, a bit disappointed, a bit peed off about the result. Yeah. Uh, don't feel too well. And again, but then I, but then obviously me is like there's not much to, you can't really say it was a crap match because it certainly wasn't. It was good. But that's it. You can't go over the top and praise it. So oh, this was match the night contender because it wasn't. But it w- it was good. <laughs> um, I did think it was. I thought it was. I thought it was a very solid match. I think the way they're going with it and what they set up after the match um, with Dustin Rhodes, I think it makes more sense for them to have lost. Like the sorry, the Dark Order to to lose. They called them the New Order. Though. <laughs> <laughs> it's like hold on, that's not right. Songs at the wheel. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I, I did think, I, in fairness, I'm glad you touched on that because that was the highlight for me was the post-match. They kind of, not got out of jail with it, but don't, that's far from it because I was still peed off with the Dark Order to win. But I didn't. Dustin Rhodes' promo was class and I think it's still close. He's still, he's still class, Dustin Rhodes. Promo was great. And it's made me excited to watch their match on Dynamite this week for the um, for the title, Dustin Rhodes versus Brody Lee. Um, I think that's that's going to be the one where it's going to be a case of um, I want to call him Luke Harper then um, for him to actually batter Dustin Rhodes. No, hundred percent. I, I think that's going to be the one where it is going to be him just flattening him 
I've had them flattening it with some others come out as well, probably for the sake, QT, Marshall, and, and what have you. I'd have them just destroy them all. Um, again, I'd have it really like, a, almost like that one from Dynamite, but it was like a bloodbath a few weeks ago on Dynamite. I'd have it the same because um, they obviously should be raging, and rightfully so, for losing. Yeah. One one tweet I did see as well was from Mr. Brody Lee himself. Um, it's, I don't want to call him Mr. Um, just he's Is it, it's Sunday? Do you know what that means? It was that one, but it was also him saying about his pay-per-view record, like losing. I mean, I know it's obviously two, he's only been on two pay-per-views for AW, and obviously he's lost them both uh, against Moxley and now against, uh, obviously, part of this eight-man tag match. Do you reckon this could be a potential site going forward for the Dark Order? They they, they struggle on pay-per-views. I know it, it seems a bit of a weird thing, like, with like someone like that mystery to, like, to bring in like a like a real a, a real situ like a real wrestling kind of situation if that makes sense of worrying about your stats and everything like they seem that seems a bit uh, well it is, a, it is a big thing of them mentioning stats a lot isn't it and yeah. their win loss records so maybe it's probably to do with that I think it'll be a case of um of it being something to drive them forward definitely maybe even recruit new members to obviously lead them on the paper but I know obviously we've seen Colt Cabana join them over over time. Maybe they might obviously recruit more members to the Dark Order that, that, um, over time, sort of thing. Maybe they might even dip into. Um, I've still got a feeling that Addie will, will join the Dark Order as well. I think I'm just waiting for the day she turns heel. Um, That'll be uh, interesting. And obviously, aligned with Anna Jay. And you can almost build up almost like a female version of the Dark Order as well, So, which I think will be pretty cool. And I think, I think, you, have also... to, I think you have to be careful that they don't get too big, though. Otherwise, you end up with a uh, that NWA, sorry, yeah. NWO, NWA, NWO kind of feel where they have everyone in there. Yeah, that's true, and I do get that as well. But um, but yeah, from my personal point of view, uh, again, I'm, I'm a bit biased because I'm, I'm a massive Dark Order fan. Love them since sort of uh, from the start from an AEW. But um, yeah, I, I think they've got this one badly wrong with them losing. And as I say, match was fine. But again, don't get me wrong. I, I, one thing I will say, again, I will focus on another positive. I'm happy Scorpio Skyline because I still think he, I, I still think he, I, he uh, again, we talked about young talent earlier. He's another one I really expect to, uh, I think Sky, I mean, Sky is the limit for him as well. Uh, Scorpio <laughs> Skyline. That was like a proper commentary upon that. So well, I tried to, I tried to. Um, then, um, well, up next, I don't know about you, this was the match I was most excited for. Um, the tag team match yeah. um, of FTR versus Kenny Omega, Adam Page, for all sorts of reasons. And my my opinion was, again, good match. Again, I can't call it, I can't, it's certainly, if anyone says it's rubbish, they're obviously only kidding themselves. It was, it was a good match, but I can't go far further than good. Again, it's not me being negative, I just really can't go better than good. And again, this is this is this is AW becoming a victim of their own success, given how well I've called it before at AW Revolution. Well obviously we had the debate last week. My favourite ever tag match of all time in any wrestling promotion was Kenny Omega Adam Page versus the Unbucks from the last show. So yeah. I think again it's them becoming a victim of their own success. It was gonna take an awful, awful, awful lot for them this match to to even compare with that match, and sadly, again, it wasn't comparable. It was good, but I thought it was. I thought it was very solid. I thought. Yeah. I thought the storytelling that they had was good between Kenny and uh, Hangman. Yeah. Where how Kenny wasn't tagging in Hangman, and that was kind of their um, their downfall. 
like where he got very close and then he thought, oh no, I'll do it myself. Definitely, yeah. And then Kenny blaming Hangman for it. I think it's, I think it's a match that's going to tell an overall story and is kind of a in between moment because we yeah. obviously it looks like we're going to get um, FTR versus the Young Bucks as the next feud. Yeah, hundred percent. And I think be. that's going to be the, the the real big one. I feel like that's something that they definitely can't let us down with at all because of how long they've been building this and teasing it for. I've got no, um, I've got absolutely no qualms of, uh, of, of the tag team division going forward. And again, I don't want to sound like I'm being miserable about this. It was a really, it was a good match. Uh, and I think, yeah, they probably have got potential to, to beat the um, uh, Page and um, Omega versus um, the Young Bucks going forward. And they probably will. And I don't want to start living this thing of just trying to compare matches. I want to live in, obviously, the current and now, which is what we should do. Um, and I realise I've just kind of been a bit hypocritical there in saying that, but um, I, I do feel that this tag team division just excites the hell out of me going forward. I think it'll be, there's just so many good tag teams in this division. I, I love it. And it's my yeah. favourite part about AEW is how, how serious and how great they are treating the tag team division. Um, They've really built something special there with the tag team division. They have. And the belts are cool as well. Got a lot of time for the belts. Yeah. I think um, they aren't just putting two singles stars together as well. And if they are, like with Kenny and Hangman, they're telling a story with it. And it's not just, oh, right, okay, now these are a tag team. Like sometimes do on WWE. Well, I do every year. And even then, also as well, even if someone's feuding with each other, they'll make them a tag team, have the belts, and then obviously have the split to continue their feud for the WWE title or whatever. Um, <laughs> that is their, uh, the tied the tried motto, tested yeah. one recently. But, um, the ending, this was where it got great, and this was my, again, if we're going into story on this was, this is where it was fantastic. I did love the fact that Adam Page did look generally absolutely gutted and peed off. And so I was just really upset that he did cock up. Um, yeah. I just loved, um, and I loved, I, I say post-matches, I, I loved the post-match. They got the post-match to get down to a T. Um, I think, I agree with FTR winning. They're the best tag teams in the world. No, no qualms them winning. I think it's probably the right time for Omega and Paige to drop the belts. Um, yeah. I, I thought this as well. It's to the right people and it's the right time to do it as well. But all the little touches after were brilliant. I love the kick of the can, the, where the beard just flies over the camera. That, that was brilliant. And then just Kenny storming off. And then well, we, we touched on it earlier, but we didn't want to get into it. But with the Young Bucks, obviously trying to like calm Kenny down, him just getting the car, zooming off. So he's done. He's obviously so angry. Obviously, I know he probably will calm down in time for Wednesday. It's like in any, any way. It's, it's obviously more just the emotions of losing the match, and rightfully so. But where they, where they go from here, my prediction is I really want it to Kenny and the Bucks turn heel on Page. I know obviously the whole time, everyone's been the whole time throughout this, it's been like, okay, when's Page going to turn heel on? And maybe yeah. I would have all three of them just beat the hell out of them, almost kick Page out of the Elite. And um, They kind of already have on being the Elite. They've already um, already beat yeah. him out. Well, I yeah, think. I suppose they're on, um, on Dynamite this week as well, didn't they? But I, yeah. I would... I'd have like and almost start trying to call like even them trying to call like even they go like oh, okay page we want to clear the air view and then they all hug or something and then do the classic bullet club yeah. turn 
Exactly. Before you know it, boot in the head. They literally execute him from from uh, yeah from the elite and have those three men just go on and just be be proper heels and be absolute dickish heels, I'd say, going forward. And you could even potentially even do it almost like a double turn. Maybe you could have FTR turn face. Um, and then there's a Maybe. Baby tag team. Because um, there's quite a lot. I do respect there is a lot of heel tag teams at the moment and a few heel stables. Um, so they need to be fairly careful in that regard. Um, but, so yeah. rumoured things to have a kind of four horsemen-esque faction as well. I've heard about with um with FTR and potentially Hangman. Ooh, would be cool. So if they turn face and well, not I don't think it'd be an exclusively face kind of thing. I think it'd be a a case of them being faced circumstantially. No, absolutely. I I think um that does excite me. There's so many. Ang- a good thing about this, there's so many angles you can win. It's got me so excited for um Yeah. It's weird. I I think like the show whilst I've been saying it wasn't it was probably one of their worst shows they've done, but in terms of uh obviously um there's so many exciting points where to go from here. Um which is again, I suppose it, again it, it does sound like it was a good show and uh and I think it only backs up that it was a good solid show that we've said on it. And um no, the excitement of where this goes is it will be I'm just looking forward to where they do go. Yeah, and so so am I. I feel like it is a lot of that coming out of this is a feeling of where are they going to go next. Definitely. Hello everyone, this is the interview queen Alicia too, and you're listening to me on Broken But Glorious. Off this we had the Mimosa Mayhem match, or as we mentioned last week on the show, the Bucks Fizz match. Um, the Buck Fizz, ba- uh, Buck, <laughs> Buck Fizz Bath Match, that's what I've started that's calling it. That's it, Buck Fizz Bath Match, yeah. Just remind me of Christmas and just thinking, oh, okay, Christmas this year could be a fantastic occasion. Picture this, well, you're having a Buck Fizz. <laughs> Buck Fizz Christmas Day morning, hopefully there, hopefully this virus is, at least we, we are on the complete other side, not this, we might be on the other side, but we are on the other side. We can hug family members, we can hug friends, family, you get the picture. But yeah, sorry, I'm getting a bit into a dream here, aren't I? Nothing I was going to say, you're getting yeah. a bit, bit far so a bit gone. emotional, yeah, absolutely. But no, uh, that's Give what it three months, does. we might be there. That's what, that's what Bucks Fizz does to you, though. Um, Gets you all emotional for Christmas. I remember once I did have a Bucks Fizz on the show once. I think um, we were doing a podcast, and um, I think it was around Christmas time, and I think, yeah, we... I think, I think there was a little bit left in the bottle, I think, I think so I just... Yeah. There's a boring fact for you. Anyway, um, I was going to say what you're telling me at Christmas. Yeah. We're all going to get drunk and do a podcast together. No, yeah, we could do. And drunk and broken with glory. I mean, it might get a lot of people clicking off on the third minute line, or even as the show goes on, where we become more slurry and more, uh, yeah, as I start singing United songs. Yeah, exactly. And all our city Liverpool fans and all other fans around the country who can't stand United start switching off. Um, and then I start talking about. Me wrestling and everyone's just like, would you just shut up, Lance? Shut up. <laughs> We've got to but, talk um, about things. I think we uh, we all called it last week on the show, and that's not the bad thing at all. But yeah, Cassidy beat Jericho. Um, again, Even this... if you do call it sometimes, um, it's just better to do what's right for booking. Well, 100%. It's never the right... Even if it the... is obvious. Well, that's the thing. I mean, it would have been peed off for Jericho one because it would have been daft having Orange Cassidy in, in the exactly. fold in there. It was obvious. I think with this match, it did. It would have been great having a live audience. I think that would have. Again, I don't mean to sound like a broken record. 
I think, like, especially with matches like this, when, you, when you're sort of teetering on the edge, um, it's like, like, a, bit, a bit like when you're like in the Royal Rumble and the people are on the edge of like, oh, are they going to fall in or something? I think it would have been great having the audience going, oh, I know there was a crowd there, but you can't really hear them because they're quite far away from the ring. Um, I just think it would have been great for that in that, in that moment. And, then, and to be fair, for this show as well, whilst it was really good, there wasn't really many moments where I felt it did need an audience sort of thing. Uh, I think there's only two matches. I think the women's, certainly the women's match, but also, um, uh, and, um, yeah, I think it was the women's match and also, um, uh, and this match itself, sorry, I beg your pardon. Uh, but no, I, I, I thought it, it, this feud to be absolutely excellent. It's done Orange Cassidy, I think he's, I, I, I would go as far to say he's probably one of the biggest stars in the company now. Um, Cassidy, I Definitely think he's is probably, at the moment, yeah. I think he's on Jericho's level. Um, now, Jericho is the GOAT. I've loved every second of this feud. I think now is the time to finish the feud. And I just, I, I, I've, I just really, I just really have enjoyed this feud, and I just, yeah, I think it's the almost the perfect ending to a perfect feud. Wait, what, what do you think? I, I think so too. I think it's uh, great, and they've really um, brought uh, Orange Cassidy to the next level, and he's, he's being taken seriously now. Even, even though he began as like a real comedy character, and that's that's how he, he is sort of. But they've really brought out this serious side in him for us all to go. Right, so when he needs to be, he is able to carry himself, he is able to be the man. Yeah, absolutely. And um I think as well, um I think as well with um uh, with Castillo, so I, I would I one thing I hope they don't do in that respect, I I still want him to not be serious though, like ninety percent of the time. But like you said, when it does get to it, when it does come down to an actual having a serious wrestling match, then yeah, he does take it seriously. But I'd still have him because I think this is how it kind of started last time with the few Jericho. He obviously came off the back of actually a serious match. But then when Jericho was doing that promo backstage, I think it was after, it was actually after all, uh, all out, well, uh, after double nothing, sorry then. It was before he had the thing with Tyson, the backstage, having a commentary and Cassie just walks through them all. Yeah. Like, with his hands in his pockets like he does. So I'd have him revert back. Even, you could, that could be his start of feud with someone, just for him being a prat and, um, it starts off with a feud. Yeah, I think I think that could work for sure. It just depends on who it is, or maybe just give him time to be on commentary for a bit again. That might work for Jericho. Absolutely. Um, no, absolutely. Well, as I say, again, it sounds a bit cliche, but I am excited to see where where both men do go from here. And um, I think with the inner circle now, it's at an interesting stage where where they do go. And I think all of them have done well. Like, but I think. They've not had a good pay for you, have they, really? None of them, obviously, none of the guys won. So, almost, I'd like to see them have, like, a big, big moment this week on Dynamite or the week after where they, they get their revenge or something happens and them that's a bit of a big moment. Not saying they boot anyone out. Not saying there's a big fight between any of them. But I would have them at least insert themselves into a feud, but in a big way, if that makes sense. Yeah, maybe if they just have a big kind of sit-down talk with each other and just be like, what's, what's gone on here? Why are we... Why is this happening? That kind of thing. Absolutely. Um, yeah, no, that's it. So I'm really excited to see where that, um, where that does go. Um, so now it is main event time. And um, we had, um, obviously, the main event was John Moxley versus MJF. Uh, Moxley was, of course, banned from using the paradigm shift. And how did Moxley win? 
used the paradigm shift. Paradigm shift. <laughs> um, but no, see, I'm going to be really controversial. I hated this match. Whoa, really, what? I wasn't a fan. I wasn't a big fan at all. I thought there was parts that I liked, but for a main event match for a title, I was not expecting this. I didn't like it. I really didn't like it. Didn't at get all. Into it. I, do you know what? Funny enough, it's actually kind of the opposite to how I feel about um, I actually love the ending, but I didn't like the match. And the ending, I know, gets a lot of criticism for him. Why is Moxie being a face and using thing? I, I found I actually quite like the ending. I did like the uh, with the with the Wardlow cocking up by throwing the ring, then Moxie sort of smirking, then doing the thing. I think it adds to Moxie's character pretty well. Love that bit. But I thought that was good. In terms of actual match quality, again, this is I think hating is a bit of a strong exaggeration, but I think. Again, I think with me, it's my, I think the problem is my expectations have become too high with this fantastic company. And I think, again, this match I was so buzzed for. Moxie's been I'm really shocked by this. I won't lie to you. But yeah, no, so I think I've really upset you. But, um, I, you I, haven't really upset me. I'm just, again, I'm flabbergasted to be honest. This is just me loving both men, loving this, uh, my expectations. I think, are, I think almost, I think I need to be a bit more realistic now in my expectations going forward for the next AW show. Because I think with this, I was just so looking forward to it. I think you said, I said on the show last week, Power Buzz, and I was for it. I think my, my expectations for, for AEW shows and for NXT takeovers are probably too high. Whereas why I've been so excited about WWE shows is because my expectations are so usually so below, uh, what I think I'm, what I'm going to see is usually I'm blown away by even just a basic matchup sort of thing. So, um, no, um, didn't really enjoy the match. Loved the ending. Big fan of the, the middle finger to Lance Archer as well. They're just basic stuff like that I'm a big fan of. I just like a yeah. bit of rude boy behaviour, I guess, uh, to Jake the Snake. Jake the Snake just smirking and laughing about it as well. Um, but no, I'll let you praise the hell out of this match because I know you're dying soon. I, I just really enjoyed it. I thought it was a very solid match. And the, the quality of the match was really good. I thought I thought the way that they portrayed MJF as well, the way that they were like... Because in the build-up, he was saying... When you go into deep waters and where champions are made, you're going to cower away. And when he did get into deep waters, he was bleeding. He was on the mat. He was, he was still going. And I think, I, I think this was one of those matches where the commentary did get it right. Where he, he, I think it was Jim Ross said when he was getting hit in the head and he was just bleeding more and more. He was like, the tenacity of this kid tonight. We weren't expecting this, but I'm, I'm going to, I respect the hell out of it. I think it was one of them where it was, made MJF look, it added to his character and was like, he isn't just a rich, pompous arsehole. He's got something about him as well that he isn't just going to give up. No, definitely. I, I did like, one thing, yeah, I did like as well, that he does sell blood very well, MJF. Um, I know some people when they're bleeding, it's like, oh, that looks a bit like Matt Hardy. I was like, oh, that looks a bit gross. Yeah. Jeff, he just looks more like a badass and it does look he does sell it, it gives very you that well. flair vibe I yeah, think. yeah like when Ric Flair used to bleed you'd, yeah it'd make you feel it'd be like oh shit here we go and that's how I thought when MGF started bleeding I thought fucking hell this is this is something it's it actually means something yeah I, I'm a big fan of when especially in a main event match for a title I'm a big fan when there's blood. No, I'm not saying every match should be bleeding because that's just ridiculous when that happens. It just takes away from it if that happens. It, exactly. 
but there is times like if it's like to sell like a it's to start a feud potentially or like post match when you do a beat down to brutalize someone um or um like or a storytelling just, factor like this but yeah exactly but all like when it's like in the cody dustin match not like that but i think it really 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 just 10 times helps a match it's um, like um austin and brett yeah the, the shot of of Austin in the sharpshooter passing out wouldn't be as iconic if he wasn't bleeding. Definitely. And I I think with this match as well, with the finish, I think it would have set up really well for for another match. Because MJF could have come out and been like, hold on, what, you've you've won with the move that was banned, that's not okay kind of thing. I still think with MJF we don't need to worry about him not winning. I I think there'll be, there'll be, I think he's got so many, um, I just think of him, he's got such a good career ahead of him. He doesn't need to worry about not winning the title yet. No. He, his time will come. That's, well, he is happen. only 24. There's no ifs, no buts. He'll be a champion soon. There's no, absolutely no ifs, no buts. It'll just be interesting to see where they do take him from here. Um, I, I don't know what, 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 what the next steps are planned for him. Um, I know obviously we've got Moxley versus Archer. Well, we wouldn't even rule out Moxley versus MJF too, potentially. Um, so it could, it could happen. Um, I think, I think it's something match, that might might happen just because of the controversial finish. Yeah, definitely. And I think Dynamite, if, yeah. yeah, I think he'll definitely make a big deal out of it on, on Dynamite. Even if he, he bans Wardlow himself from the ring, might not, not want Wardlow to be there. Or he could even need to maybe Wardlow turn and face, because you never know what Wardlow No, exactly. Because it might, might lead to him having to go at him. But it oh, may I even see. lead into a, a three-way match, potentially, with um, Lance Archer. Yeah, definitely. Because if Lance like. Archer comes out on Wednesday and's like, uh, yeah, Wednesday, I was going to say, ends like, I want my, um, want my match. And then MGF goes, hold on, I want my rematch. Definitely. And it just spirals from there. Absolutely, yeah, you, there's so many ways. This is what I love about Pollen is actually like, when you've actually got talking points where, where it's not usually sometimes after a show, like, oh god, what's going to happen next? <laughs> At least yeah, it's well, it's not cut and dry or, Exactly. Where we look so, at it and go, oh, why did they do that? Exactly. I think that's the whole point about ending the pay. You need to end a pay per view knowing that there's reasons to keep watching the product. Like, yeah. That's why there needs to be a reason. Like, usually on a pay, well, just I don't need to keep comparing or anything like that, but they're just a good example to use. When Dodo does finish the show, you need to have that reason, right? Monday Night Raw tonight, what's going to happen next? There needs to be a reason. We're like, oh, God, do I, can I really be bothered to watch or at least now, like Dynamite, I'm really excited to see it this week and yeah. so on and see what the build is going to be. And I, I imagine, have they, I didn't, uh, didn't see, have they announced there's going to be a pay per view in Because I think it was it full gear usually in November, but have they announced there's yeah, going to be? Yeah, full gear is, uh, 10th of November. 10th of November. Have they said where it's going to be? I think it's, uh, I think it's at the arena again. Oh, I think everything's being held there at the moment. Still at Daly's place, yeah. No, yeah. that's fair enough. No, well, hopefully, as I say, um, well, hopefully as well, they might even be able to get some more fans back in for them. I think, um, obviously, we don't know what, what the restrictions are going to be or what have you, but well, it's nice two months that, away, so. It is, isn't it? See, it feels ages between like November, doesn't it? But yeah, it does. We are, we are in September and the whole year has just been one big write-off, hasn't it? <laughs> but, um, but yeah, no, I will look forward to full gear and, um, to see where they do go. Um, but yeah, that's about it from the review, from, uh, the review of, uh, All Out. If you obviously have any different opinions to, uh, to ourselves, then let us know on Twitter. You can follow us at BBG Wrestling W Pod. Yeah, um, tweet us all your abuse. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No, we do welcome it. 
Um, I've got a little bit of homework, a little bit, a little bit of presenting, uh, presenting, a little bit promoted to do. Um, so um, our colleague Pablo has released their interview with former WWF Women's Tag Team Champion Princess Victoria, and um, and also as well, uh, Chris has interviewed um, uh, Chris has also interviewed Leon Gray and Ryan Ford. Um, so um, obviously we've got those interviews all coming out there. So please, please, please um, continue to listen and support us. We do appreciate it. And um, no, some really great interviews coming out with uh, from, from Pablo and from Chris. They're doing fantastic work with the interviews. Um, so now um, we've got some really exciting ones to come out. Um, of course, we've got some great shows as well coming up as well. Next week, uh, we're going to be talking all about Otis and uh, obviously planning his uh, cash in, which should be a, a fantastic show. Obviously, we'll have the return of the quiz. Uh, we'll have the return as well of... Um, of the BBG debate, and I believe it'll be me me picking it next week as well as I won uh, as I did win the one last week. That's just what I'm hearing on the rumours. I hear on the grapevine there. Uh, yeah, on the grapevine in the rumours. I got two. Like, yeah, I got tweeted and told I was too controversial. I know. I did see. I did. Yeah, one thing I was happy about, and this is a massive thank you to our listeners as well. It was probably the biggest poll. We had a lot of them. Um, a lot of um, responses from fantastic people on Twitter, really yeah. good opinions as well. It was nice just to see a lot of that. My Twitter feed are absolutely just bonkers of responses, which is really great, and we really do appreciate it. So, no, do I always love the interaction. No, I do. I really appreciate it. It's really nice just to see as well. And you're like, oh, there's a big old wrestling debate happening on my Twitter feed, and I, I love it. So, um, no, do as I say, continue yeah. support us, and we do appreciate it. Do you want to have? Present, uh, promote any of your shirts or anything else along? Uh, yeah, as as always, um, the Lanchevera Playboy Pleasure T-shirts are available from my Big Cartel store, uh, lanchevera12.bigcartel.com. Still got some sizes left. Once these are gone, they're gone, and then you might be getting more designs and moving on, but you want to get your hands on these ones before they're all gone. Hopefully one day they'll be collector's items and people will be like, oh, I got Lanchevera's first T-shirt. <laughs> you can live and dream. I do need to buy my one, I must admit. Well, my plan was to, my plan was obviously to buy one for my America trip, which I would have been back from by now, uh, when I was supposed to be at SummerSlam. My idea was to buy one, wear it to SummerSlam, take a photo and send it to yourself, but. Oh, I'd have cried. I would have well, shut well, up. Takeover, one of the two, one of the two. Especially if one. I saw them at, I was watching like SummerSlam and I saw you there and it's my t-shirt. I tell you what, you'd have been the most tweeted picture on my Twitter ever. <laughs> well, like, um, look at this <laughs> exactly I, w- I would have done it I will do it well I'll say my plan is still when in my America trip does happen to be if it's March which it probably won't be fingers crossed if there is a, a miracle vaccine by then uh, and I do go then I'll still wear it and I'll wherever I am be it be it be it in an American bar be it uh, in a venue a wrestling venue be it somewhere I'll send it to it's just me driving down the highway uh, I'll send it to you I'm wearing it oh. for that I will, I will get one for those America that's my promise to yourself Oh, you, you warm me up. You know, like at the end of the Grinch where he goes, oh, it's a heart grew two times yeah. that day. That's me right now. So you'll be on the telly, so yeah. We just realised that we're only two months away from full gear, so it'll be on the, then after that it'll be the Grinch, the Santa Claus, family line, and name it all on the telly. <laughs> um, but I thank you very much for listening, and, and yeah, good night. Good night. <laughs>